Hey, Bryce McGain's going okay, I'm sure. He's had a big few months touting cricket with us here on 91.3 Sport FM. It was a memorable Ashes series. We really wished it just could have kept going. We didn't want it to end. Well, now we focus on the ODI World Cup, which is coming up October, November in India. And Bryce McGain joins us ahead of Australia's next assignment, which is a white ball tour of South Africa. Bryce, good morning. Good morning, Jacob. And to you too, Wayne. And yes, I've recovered from those uh, those late nights on this side of the country uh, with the Ashes. And uh, still just, I guess, in the glow. Just what a, what a great... Uh, I guess the recipe it was for, for test cricket. It was exciting all the way through. Every day it went down to the last uh, last hour of the last day and um, you couldn't ask for much more. But now, as you say, we do look for the one-day stuff and that's going to be equally ex- as exciting with the World Cup just on the horizon. Now, one really exciting prospect in Australian cricket, and I don't know how much we'll see of him in the next year or so, but I think longer term we'll see more of him, is Spencer Johnson. We've seen him in the 100. He took, uh, he took three for one in 20 balls at the bowling crease in his debut and all of a sudden the world was exposed to Spencer Johnson off his heroics in the Big Bash and I know you saw him in the Sheffield Shield at the Junction Oval but um, gee, he could be a player of promise. He's in the squad, he's been called up. What do we expect from Spencer Johnson on a global stage? Well, you're right, Jacob. I saw him first at the Junction Oval. You're absolutely right. Before we threw him on the world stage, he's an awkward customer and I thought, gee, he just sort of ambles in and, uh, and his first few deliveries in his first few overs and things like that, he just sort of eased in and placed the ball up nicely and uh, it looked pretty friendly to be honest, for a big giant like that big left armour, I thought, oh okay well this is good, this is steady, there's a bit of a future here, but then he bowled some spells in that shield game that, that had everyone around the commentary box, around uh, around the ground just going, what do we have here he was letting them go really quick and getting the ball to move, great skill and still with the same relaxed action, it, it looks effortless for him. So there's a, he's a difficult handful. He's uh, as tall, if not taller, than Mitchell Stark, for those picturing it. He's a left armer that swings it uh, a lot, and he's a real handful. So it, it is great to see him being elevated quickly and being given his opportunity because he could be a serious wild card. Imagine two big left armers in a, in a, um, a potential squad going into a World Cup could be exciting. I don't think we've spoken to you since maybe Mitch Marsh was named captain of uh, both the 2020 and the, the one day. What what do you think of the selection and uh, how do you think he will go under that pressure? Wayne, I think he'll go fine. I think he's had a taste of it. Uh, and I think importantly, he's had some really good cricket mentors with him. And, the, you know, in particular, I think Adam Voges has just guided um, a lot of these WA players. You get to see it firsthand. You get to see it most weekends and see how they go about it all the time. But for for the rest of the country, just to see how composed they are in big moments, how, uh, how they do lead really well. Um, Mitch Marsh, he spoke so openly about the opportunity during the Ashes, and uh, I think that's been the making of him. He's had to learn a lot in his cricket. Um, he, he, I wouldn't say he's a brash young guy, but probably just didn't understand himself that well, didn't understand the game of cricket, but had the skill and all the all the capability to do well as a young man. Um, now he's pulling that all together. I think he'll be a terrific leader, and you never really know, do you, um, leading the Australian team and, until they actually get the opportunity. But I suspect it'll suit and sit really well with Mitch Marsh and the environment around him in particular that they've been able to create, and he's acknowledged that too with... Uh, 
with Andrew McDonald and what he's been able to do and with Pat Cummins as well. He'll just continue on the way they go about it and I think it's a, a, a perfect fit and I think his cricket now will be right up there as well. Um, Bryce, the, the mass, Mitch Marsh story is a little bit of one that, that the challenges young players have and um, as, a, as a young bloke, we've seen it with Sean and we've seen it with so many players. They come into a side and they 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 sort of bat to survive or they, they bat differently. They, it's difficult to come out and play things. After experience and they come back later on and we've seen with both of these guys that they don't care whether they're playing or not. Um, it, it's 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 incredible how people can change when there's something else in their life, or they get that attitude that okay, I just I want to be true to myself. I'm just going to play my game instead of adjusting. I mean, I suppose that's just experience, is it? it look, it is Wayne, and it's difficult. You've coached <laughs> extensively, and it's a hard thing to that they say put an old head on young shoulders. But I think it's more of just helping the player understand themselves, understand that. The environment around them is not a threatening one. It, it, it's not, if you do bad, you get dropped, you're no good. It, it's actually giving a, a, a young man a, a, a real worth and value in the team and convincing them, really, that they are good enough because a lot of it that, that hinders that performance as a young player is, is self-belief. And I think that uh, all those players kind of experience that. They go through the highs and lows and then they find themselves out of the team and then find a formula that gets them back in there and usually that's a big weight of runs but it's when they stay in the moment if you're batting to stay in the team there'll be too many stresses your mind is thinking about the outcome rather than just enjoying the process of playing cricket and the reason we all play it Wayne and every player around the country around the world does it because it's fun it is so much fun to play it's enjoyable and when you lose sight of that and you're thinking about the outcome and performance, it, it can really hinder um, you, you, you getting the best out of yourself. Is that the philosophy in inverted commas, baseball? Uh, it, look, it is a bit, yeah. Um, it, 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 it is what they're trying to instill and they have been able to instill because the players absolutely believe it. And I think the more it went on, Australia were able to withstand it early and found a way to, to knock them over at different times um, and get ahead of the game and and getting ahead uh, in the series. But I think the more confidence they got, the more under pressure and the game got bigger, um, the more they grew as as a group. Um, It's it's pretty exciting, really, uh, because it is a contemporary way of coaching. Um, It's it's not the you do it this way and you must play cricket this way. It, It is really contemporary and that's what makes it so interesting and exciting because there is a lot of unknown and how far this can go. Um, I wonder what England will be able to do in their test matches over the next couple of years before they meet Australia again. It, it could be fascinating viewing. Uh, Bryce, uh, we won't see Marnus Overshane at the World Cup. He's got a late call-up to the ODI squad with Steve Smith's wrist injury, but he hasn't been named in the World Cup squad. His record in domestic cricket, 50-over domestic cricket, is outstanding, yet it hasn't clicked for him in international level. He seems to have all the, all the, the skills to be a, a good ODI cricketer. Why do you think it hasn't clicked for him? Yeah, I think this is uh, this is nearly a bit of a lifeline, isn't it? That injury to Steve Smith, the wrist injury that'll see him out. He'll be in a splint for a couple of weeks now, and so it, it does give him an opportunity, a bit of a lifeline to go. No, no, I, I am capable of doing it. I don't think it's a capability thing. Again, it might be the, the, the circumstances. Sometimes in in one day, you can't look at it necessarily by average. You've got to delve a little bit deeper to 
to what is actually happening. There'll be times that he would have taken a risk because that's what the team needed at the time and it didn't pay off. But, you know, you learn from those situations. So, look, there'll be more detail rather than just the runs he scored and the average he, he presents. But I think he's more than capable. And uh, But I think one-day cricket is evolving as well. And um, he needs to evolve his game to be able to do that as well. I think he's got the, the capability of doing so. No one works harder than him or maybe Steve Smith. They're neck and neck. Um, so he's, he's given himself every chance now to be a, a late call-up should that be um, allowed. What about uh, with the, the depth that we've got in our ODI squad at the moment, Bryce? We, we look at the conditions and we know that we've been exposed a lot more to the Indian conditions through the IPL over recent years, but you talk about depth for a World Cup squad. Do you think Australia has enough depth and enough difference, point of difference in their squad? Yeah, no question. Look, I, I'm confident that the, the squad they've selected is they'll be well-planned, they're well-organised and, and it does fit to the way they want to go about their, their one-day cricket. It is evolving, as I said before. So I'm looking forward to that. One of the things that we do um, have a chance to have a look at over the next few weeks is Australia A playing New Zealand A. And that includes two four-day games, but also some uh, one-day games as well. So I know it's probably not an eye to the World Cup squad, but it is an eye to the future and just have a look at the depth again. And that's the part that I really love. I get a chance to cover it for Cricket Australia and uh, ha- have a close look at this next generation of players and how they stack up against another nation that, that often bats above and um, punches above their weight. They are uh, regularly um, producing these um, young, talented players. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think Australian cricket is in a healthy position. I think there's a lot of really good, talented young players that could step in. I know they may not have the record or the experience of some of the guys that may be um, on the tail end of their careers, but I, I think, um, or even have just retired, like a Aaron Finch and things like that. But I think Australian cricket's in a really good space. It's well-led, it's well-coached throughout the states, and that filters up into a pretty strong international side. So, no, I have all confidence in how Australian cricket's going at the moment. Yeah, and there's a couple of, well, I think four uncapped players in this squad. That, I mean, you mentioned Spencer Johnson, but I'm really keen to see whether Matthew Short can take it. Well, he's taking his game to another level. I'm interested to see whether he goes from here. The, the young fella, Sanger, and then our young bloke, Aaron Hardy. Um, yeah, As you say, there's some depth there, but some great opportunities, one oh, yeah. would hope. Absolutely, and you know, I'm excited to see uh, 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 Toasted Sanger to uh, get his chance. He's had a stress fracture and he's been out for 12 months or a bit longer than that. So he gets his opportunity to come back in the quick leggy and, you know, he really uh, shone to, I guess, stardom in some respects with his role with the, the Sydney Thunder. And just his composure as a young man was extraordinary. So he's had some time out of the game and often what that does with that long-term type injury is strengthen the ability of understanding yourself and you're working through, you're forced to work through and have that understanding. I think he'll be really patient. I think he's going to be a real asset um, to support Adam Zampa and, and, and the like um, in terms of our spin stocks. But I'm also excited with Matt Short. Obviously, he's been right under my nose here in Victoria for um, many years and he's shown all the right signs. And as you say, he's taking his game to the next level and that's on the back of some really good opening batting with the Adelaide Strikers in the Big Bash and became a dominant player there. And his off-spin is better than part-time. It is very useful. So he brings a whole all-round package. 
and he's a, he's a terrific fielder as well. So these players are outstanding. I've always loved the look of Aaron Hardy as well. So it's so great that we do get a chance to look at these players and give them the opportunity. The more A series that Australia can play, or even the States can play at that second 11 level, that intermediate level, the better our players become. So I'm so pleased to see this uh, Australia A and New Zealand A series uh, kicking off next week. Toasted. Toasted Sanger. Is that an original from you? No. Well, I have heard it. I do like it. And, <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. Claim it. Claim it. <laughs> yeah, it's a beauty. Hey, uh, Bryce, one here off the text. Uh, Will Pukowski, now we know his battles with concussion and, and breaks from the game, and we wish him well. He's been playing over in England over the winter months, away from the hustle and bustle of county cricket or an Ashes series, just club cricket. Uh, he's been ke- keeping wicket over there. And this listener asks, is there any chance he could wicket keep for Victoria? Did you know he had that skill set? Uh, he's just an all-round talented sports person. He's one of those guys that, um, you know, on the ping-pong table, he wipes everyone off that. Um, whatever it is, it's competitive and he's good at it. He was a really good junior footballer as well. Unfortunately, that contributed to a few of his concussions as well uh, around school. But... Um, He's just a talent, and they're probably short of a player, and he goes, oh, yeah, I'll be able to do that. And he's probably uh, kept as good as Bairstow uh, uh, did in the Ashes. So, um, look, he, he's probably not... <laughs> I, think we, I think we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, he's probably not quite state level. Um, there's a bit of work to do there, but he's a talented young player. And the important part, I think, um, you know, in, in, in light of mental health and the awareness of it and the challenges he's had is that, He's overplaying cricket and enjoying it. And he's got a big smile on his face, which he often does. And it's great to see that. I hope that then evolves into, um, a, 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 you know, some good control of his, over his mental health so that he, he can come to fruition. One test is, is, is sorely underdone. I think there's a great future ahead um, for him at state level, but also for Australia. He's an incredible talent. No doubt. We wish him well and we hope to see him back playing uh, first-class cricket and for Australia when the time is right, when he's uh, selected again. Bryce, um, Ben Stokes, last year retired from ODI cricket, said he couldn't play all three formats anymore and one had to give and he chose to walk away from the ODIs. Now, a year later, he's come back and decided he's going to play in an ODI World Cup. Tim Payne was quite strong. He said that there's a bit of me, me, me about that. Where do you sit on a player announcing their retirement and then a year later... When the, the World Cup comes around, a player like Harry Brook misses out and Ben Stokes is in. Yeah, I guess Ben Stokes, with his appetite being refreshed in the ashes, I know it's a different game, but his hunger for cricket now, you can tell. Um, he's there and it probably would have just taken a text message that, similar to the one that he sent to Mo and Ali and said, hey, uh, ashes, question mark, this is World Cup, question mark, from uh, maybe Matthew Mott, the coach. And he went, well, don't mind if I do. Look, I know at times we can have the ups and downs and it can be absolutely exhausting uh, a whole when you're playing international cricket and also involved in uh, the other series like the IPL and that. It can be absolutely exhausting. So at that time, I'm sure he felt like a break. Now he feels like, I feel refreshed, I'm ready to go. We just need to ask Damien Hardwick about what a holiday can do and refresh your mind and uh, you've lost the hunger for coaching, but suddenly you've got the hunger for coaching and you're going to take it on for six years. So... You can change your mind, and I don't mind that he did. We need stars playing in the World Cup, and he's a match winner, and I'm pretty sure England would be pretty wrapped that he, he has said yes. He must be a pretty good squad if they can leave out Harry Brook, because I reckon he could be a star at that level too. Oh, he, in, in the Ashes, he was absolutely outstanding. Oh. I don't know whether you caught it overnight. The catch he took on the boundary, a double hanger, and then passed it off, and it was an assist. Uh, it was incredible. He, he's just an incredible 
young athlete. Um, it is very difficult to see him on the sidelines. Um, but I think maybe they're looking for an all-round role for Stokes to help with his bowling. Um, we'll have to wait and see whether he'll be capable of doing that come the World Cup time. Some sad news overnight, Bryce, uh, in the world of cricket. The Heath Streak has passed away at just the age of 49. A, a wonderful all-rounder for Zimbabwe in their most successful era and has more recently been coach. Very sad news to hear of his passing at just 49 years of age. Indeed, that's gone far too young. Um, I've only just heard that now, but uh, he, he was a, a big, bold player for Zimbabwe. And as you say, at their, their absolute pomp and when they were coming over here and challenging the Australians at times and and, and playing, you know, in the, in the one-day stuff, it, look, he was a terrific leader and terrific player for the country, and it is a very sad loss at, at 49, far, far too young. Our thoughts go out to all of those in Zimbabwean cricket and, and to Heath's family. Bryce, nice to have you back on Sport FM Airways. Do we win this series in, in South Africa? Does it matter? I don't think it really matters. It's one to have a look a bit deeper and where our form is. Let's have a look at the strategy that Australia are looking to do and employ with their players. They have some flexibility, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that more than the results and seeing how these players, given an opportunity, like Amanis, um, but there's a few others that will grab that with both hands. So that's what I'm looking forward to there. Also looking to, forward to that Australia A series as well over the next few weeks. Um, that'll be exciting to see that next-gen players coming through as well. Look forward to catching up in a few weeks' time. Yeah, thanks again, Bryce. Bryce game with us here on Sport FM. A former Australian Victorian League spinner, and yes, an eye to the future at the moment with these series, a precursor to the World Cup. Uh, but after that, a new cycle starts for, for Australia and ODI cricket. We know there's a T20 World Cup next year. So these cycles come around and, and players are turned over in mass numbers. So we get an eye to the future uh, with that Australia A series as well.